Thanks for joining me at today's lesson where we're going to work on solving two problems. The biggest public health crisis of the 21st century and the biggest public health problem of the 21st century. What's the crisis? Helping people to outsmart obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes and metabolic disease. What's the biggest problem? Teaching people to fall in love with wanting to be physically healthy in the first place. Let's get started on today's lesson right now. So here we are back at episode number four, the final one in this lesson series. The hidden truth about how fat leaves your body, how to outsmart your metabolism and lose weight forever with this secret fat burning process. Not a complete secret after episode number three because you would have just gone through that either straight, you've joined this uh, particular episode straight away or it might have been a few days since you listened to the last episode. So before we pick up with the last part of my conversation, with Angus Logan from Scotland. Here I am, 17,007 kilometers away. Can't remember what that is in miles, but it's less, but it's still a long way. Half a world away, literally, figuratively, and actually half a world away between the two of us. I said that what I was going to do in the last episode, I said I was going to add a narrative with a short discussion about these topics. The signs of losing weight, a general explanation, then a detailed one. What is a metabolic card and how does it relate to fat loss? How does the Lumen Metabolic Analyzer work to give you real-time feedback about your fat loss? Now, Angus is going to talk about that too more here. So, just before I hit the transition bell and go back across to that final part of the conversation with Angus, let's have a chat about these things that I've just mentioned. When we lose weight, the fat cells in our body shrink in size. Most people don't know that but they don't actually disappear. Instead, the fat molecules are broken down into what are called their component parts, which are then metabolized and eliminated through the, uh, through the human body through a series of chemical reactions. The biochemical explanation of how fat leaves your body is that it is primarily eliminated, listen to this, it's really critical, primarily eliminated through carbon dioxide that you breathe out. When fat is metabolized, it is broken down into carbon dioxide and water, which are then transported to the lungs and the kidneys, respectively for elimination. The carbon dioxide is exhaled as we breathe, which is why breathing faster and deeper can, strangely enough, increase the rate at which we lose weight. When do you breathe faster and deeper? with what I, as I've continued to call inside the Outsmart Classroom Lessons, the correct dose of physical activity. That's a whole nother lesson series by itself. This process that I just mentioned about getting rid of your fat, breathing it out through carbon dioxide, is controlled by a complex network of hormones and enzymes in the body and is influenced by the factors that you may be aware of, what you eat, the physical activity, and also your genetics. That's a general explanation. Let's dive a little deeper. This is what I like to do, convert complex medical research into simple lessons that we can all use. What about a detailed explanation? When the human body needs energy, it breaks down stored fat molecules to release something called fatty acids and glycerol. Now, these fatty acids are then transported to something called the mitochondria of cells. It's like this little... Um, we call it inside an organelle that sits inside your cells. Where it under and what happens is the fatty acids undergo inside a mitochondria 
I don't want to get into a detailed explanation, but I love talking about the mitochondria. It's inside every cell of the human body. Fatty acids go on to undergo something called beta oxidation, a series of chemical reactions that ultimately results in the production of adenosine triphosphate. One of the very first things I ever learned at university. A T capital A T P. Adenosine triphosphate is the energy currency of the human body. The glycerol is converted to glucose, which is also used as fuel. So you've got fatty acids and glycerol. As the fatty acids are broken down, they combine with oxygen to form carbon dioxide and water. The carbon dioxide is then released into the bloodstream and transported to the lungs, where it's exhaled. This means that when we lose fat, we're actually exhaling carbon dioxide. A metabolic cart can measure, once again, one of the first things I ever used, first pieces of uh, scientific, sports science, health technology I ever used at university. A metabolic cart, it's about half the size of a piano, back in those days when I was at university, measures the amount of carbon dioxide that a person exhales, as well as the amount of oxygen that you intake or inhale. By analysing these values, this thing called a metabolic car can calculate a person's resting metabolic rate, which is the amount of energy you burn at rest. Then this information can be used to design personalised weight loss programs. Fat cells come in different sizes and in different numbers. In, say, for example, obese individuals, overweight individuals, the number of fat cells is higher than in lean individuals. Furthermore, the size of fat cells can increase or decrease depending on the amount of fat that they store. So when you lose weight, the size of the cells decrease. When fat cells are filled with the capacity, they release fatty acids into the bloodstream, which then contributes to this problem of insulin resistance and other metabolic disorders. Remember, I have to think this uh, platform called the Outsmart Classroom. Learn to live longer. What are we outsmarting? Obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic disease. The last two things we just mentioned. So, the, the detailed process of fat burning has a lot more to it. Let me just touch on it in a way that makes as much sense as possible whilst maintaining some of the detail and some of the complexity of it. So, it involves these several complex biochemical pathways but at its core it's driven by the basic principle of energy balance when the body consumes more energy in the form of food than it needs for its immediate use the excess energy is stored as fat in adipose tissue that's the name of fat in science throughout the human body conversely when the body needs more energy than it's receiving from food it breaks down the stored fat shrinks those cells to release energy needed to, to power cellular processes the breakdown of, it seems really hard to do in people because obviously so many people are in that overweight or obese category around the world. The breakdown of stored fat in the body occurs through a process called lipolysis. This process is regulated by a number of hormones including insulin, glucagon, epinephrine and epinephrine which work together to mobilize fat from your adipose tissue, your fat cells, transport it to your muscles where it can then be burned as energy in the mitochondria, in these organelles that are inside every cell. So the mitochondria is the thing that burns, creates this energy, adenosine triphosphate. So during lipolysis, enzymes called lipases, they break down stored triglycerides, 
into free fatty acids and glycerol. The free fatty acids are released into the bloodstream, mention this, and transported to the muscles where they're taken up by this organelle. You should go and look at a picture of a, of a mitochondria, this organelle of mitochondria. They look really cool when you see them in real life. It's a, it's a, a marvel of human design, if you like. The mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell and for burn en- and burns for energy through this process we mentioned earlier, the simple explanation called beta-oxidization. So this beta-oxidization is a series of chemical reactions that breaks down the fatty acids into smaller units. These smaller units are called acetyl-coenzyme A, which then enter, it's, I remember learning this at university, mind-blowing, that these acetyl-coenzyme A enters something called the Krebs cycle. I remember the first time I ever saw a diagram in a university lecture of the Krebs cycle, my mind just like blew up. I couldn't believe how complex this thing was called the Krebs cycle. But in the Krebs cycle, this acetyl-coenzyme A, which was fat, um, free-form fatty acids, the one happens is further broken down into carbon dioxide and water. So it goes through this series of steps, breaking it down, breaking it down, breaking it down until it gets to carbon dioxide and water. Then it releasing energy in the captured in the form of ATP, adenosine triphosphate. It comes out as energy. That's the primary ATP is the primary energy currency of the cell. As the body burns stored fat, as I've said, the f- fat cells, most people don't know this, shrink in size, resulting in weight loss. However, it's important to note that weight's not sold your weight on the scales, not solely determined by fat burning. Other factors contribute. Muscle mass, how much muscle have you got that weighs something? How much water weight? How much glycogen stores have you got? Glucose, sugar that you eat in food, is converted to glycogen, stored as a liquid, glycogen as a liquid. That contributes to your body weight. Additionally, the process of fat burning is complex and gets influenced by what we talked about earlier, physical activity, hormones, and genetics. But your weight on the scales isn't determined just by fat burning. So, so important to understand if you want to outsmart your metabolism. So let's move to this next section here about metabolic carts. A metabolic cart is this device measures the amount of oxygen consumed by carbon consumed and the carbon dioxide produced by the human body during rest or physical activity. So it analyzes the air that the person, we've mentioned this, analyzes the air that a person inhales and exhales through a mouthpiece in a lab is where you can see a metabolic cart, and a, like a sports science lab, a health lab, and a series of tubes connected to a computer. So that's what it looks like. You can type it into Google and see what they actually look like. The metabolic cart uses this principle called indirect calorie. Calor, it's very hard to actually pronounce. Calorimetry. I think calorimetry. Calorimetry. That's it. Indirect calorimetry. Indirect measures. I should have said it like this. Indirect measurement of, of calories to measure a person's energy expenditure. So when the body metabolizes nutrients, there's three major nutrients in food. Every piece of food you eat, it's either got carbohydrates, simple or complex, too many simple in the world right now, like sugar, fats and proteins. So carbohydrates, fats and proteins. Every time, so the body metabolizes any of those three nutrients together, all together, or two of them, one of them, oxygen is consumed and carbon dioxide is produced. The amount of oxygen consumed and the amount of carbon dioxide produced is proportional to the amount of energy being 
that the body is using. The metabolic car can determine if the body is using fat or carbohydrate as a fuel source. When the body, so we did this back in university in 1985 when I first rolled up, when I was 19. When the body is at rest or engaged in low intensity exercise, it primarily uses fat as a fuel source. When the body is engaged in high intensity exercise, it primarily uses carbohydrate as a fuel source. The metabolic cart measures the ratio of oxygen consumed to carbon dioxide produced, which indicates which fuel source the body is using. To determine the percentage of fat or carbohydrate that the body is using as a fuel source, the metabolic cart uses a method called respiratory exchange ratio. Now, this ratio of carbon dioxide produced to oxygen consumed, that's what the ratio is. When the body is using fat as a fuel source, the respiratory exchange ratio is, le is low, less than 0.7. When the body is using carbohydrate as a fuel source, the respiratory exchange ratio, difference between carbon dioxide and oxygen, is greater than 1. When the body is using a combination of fat and carbohydrate, the respiratory exchange ratio is in between these values. The metabolic cart can use this information to determine the percentage of fat or carbohydrates that the body is using as a fuel source. Now, here's the interesting thing. Back in 1985, I turned up to university and I start to learn these things at university in my degree, which is sports science, health and physical education. And I found it fascinating. Fast forward to my yeah, seven-year career. Now, me back all of it. Is is fat then loss and somebody submitted people to exercise and exercise with somebody and from Israel invent a handheld metabolic find out that they're not handheld metabolic analyzer fat loss and that's the right. second I saw it my like in the background and I was like what you're not slipping into well, that is phenomenal and taken what I have kind of adversity and shrunk it to something the size. That I've held it in my hand, it's literally from the base of my hand to halfway up my fingers. Not even in the whole size of my hand. That's now a handheld hand metabolic cart. So a Lumen device, which there's a link. If you want to order one, if you're listening to this lesson, you don't have one. I've put a link inside the lesson notes for you to go and order one. Yeah, got it. I use it, Angus uses it, there's 50,000 users around the world right now using this to do what we just described. So the Lumen device measures the concentration of carbon dioxide in a person's breath to determine metabolic state. When you exhale into the Lumen device, like I do it about six or seven times a day, you're measuring the carbon dioxide in your breath, analyzed by a sensor that is capable of measuring the concentration of carbon dioxide in parts per million. And then based on the concentration of carbon dioxide in the breath, the lumen device can determine if the person's body is primarily using carbohydrates or fat as a fuel source. When the body is using carbohydrates as a fuel source, there's a higher concentration of carbon dioxide in the breath because the breakdown of carbohydrates produces more carbon dioxide than the breakdown of fats. When the body is using fats as a fuel source, that's the goal for a lot of people, there's a lower concentration of carbon dioxide in the breath because of the breakdown of fats produces less carbon dioxide than the breakdown of carbohydrates. In addition to determining the fuel source, the Lumen device also provides, this is really cool, 
personalized recommendations through an AI system on how to optimize the body's fuel usage based on your live, real-time, personal metabolic state. So it's like walking around. Oh, I cannot believe we've come this far. Well, I can, but it's just fantastic, right? Um, and that is, we now arrived at this state where you can put a metabolic card in your pocket by having your own Lumen device. If I shake it, you might be able to hear the zipper on the uh, little case that goes around. I don't know if you can hear it on that, but um, that's, that's the zipper opening and closing right now on my handheld Lumen device. So this Lumen device, the, the, the AI, includes suggestions on nutrition and exercise to improve metabolic flexibility, which is the body's ability to switch up using fat fuel source. All it provides the invasive and completely convenient way to monitor and optimize your body's fuel usage based on the analysis of carbon dioxide and concentration inside your breath. I can't wait to pick, pick up now on the rest of this conversation with Angus where I asked him that question about is the Lumen device mostly being used for fat loss within amongst all the community and the thousands of people that he's connected to up there in uh, Sland and also the people he has online. So let's pick up that lesson now. The rest of what Angus was talking about as we final, finalize this lesson and wrap it up right now, transition back to Angus talking more deeply about the real-world experience with a Lumen device. Uh, yeah, I would say at least 80%, if not 90%. The main right. goal is is fat loss. And some of them, I'll if I'm working with someone who, who is like a Lumen user and their goal is fat loss, we can quickly find out that they're not fit enough for fat loss. And that's something right. that Lumen can kind of highlight in the background is like you're not slipping into carb burn because you're kind of at this point where you're you're you don't have enough muscle tissue in your body to to be a big sponge for for carbohydrates so i call it carbohydrate tolerance where their carbohydrate tolerance is really low and i'm like do you want to be on zero to 45 grams of carbs for the rest of your life or <laughs> you want to get in do you want to get into the world where you have a little bit more carbohydrates? And just because you want more carbohydrates doesn't mean you can necessarily tolerate more carbohydrates, but you can get yourself into place of better carbohydrate tolerance with 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 some exercise. It's and some specific exercise. So I like people to lift weights. I like people to to specifically build muscle and to aim for strength because you build muscle as a kind of byproduct of being strong. Um, and being strong is a nice metric. The, the scale is a really hard number to keep an eye on because if someone goes really low carb for a few days, the scale weight will drop. But if they drink a lot of fluids and they have a salty meal, they can go up by three, four pounds overnight. But to lose yeah. three, four pounds can take four or five weeks. So if you can go up the scale five pounds, it's really hard to keep a keep a track on. And it's really hard to not step on the scale and get an emotional attachment to that number and see that number and be like, oh, I was thought I was doing so well. It's like, no, you had a salty meal yesterday. It's just a little bit of fluid. I, I yeah. had a, this is a bit of a tangent, but I had a lady a few years ago and I was explaining to her about water and she goes, so, so the best way to lose weight is to not drink water. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to lose weight, but not to lose fat. She is so fixated on the number on the scale that how yeah. she felt, 
how her clothes fitted didn't matter. It was all about chasing a number on the scale. And and unfortunately, this is the scale is one of the best ways of monitoring how you're going, but it's not the only way. It should be yeah. done as part of, are you sticking to the macros? Are you sure you stuck to the macros? Did you sleep well? Did you do X number of steps per day? Um, have you taken your measurements? How do you look in the mirror? So Lumen will give you a boost day and a lot of people complain about being heavier after a boost day, but how do you look? And they'll all say, I look better it's because the carbohydrates have gone into your muscles and you look more full like a bodybuilder. I know some bodybuilders and they'll have a thousand grams of carbohydrates. So they kind of deplete their carbohydrates and they'll have a thousand grams of carbohydrates and they come wow. from looking like a regular guy into the Hulk overnight because all those carbohydrates absorb into the muscles. So... <laughs> The the common person on the street doesn't know these tricks or, you know, they just look at the number on the scale. It's like, well, you know, that's, oh, now I'm 10 pounds heavier. I guess, no, you're not 10 pounds heavier. You just, you just stored some, some fluid overnight. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and for people who are in that mode of saying, okay, and it, predominantly the people that, you know, that I've seen that, like I interviewed one of the world's leading cardiologists. And um, he's from Louisiana, um, and uh, Dr. Carl Lavi, and he's written a book that's like a New York Times bestseller um, called "The Obesity Paradox," where um, healthier, um, but where um, heavier means healthier and thinner means sicker. Now, when you listen to the interview that we did, that's a nice catchy title, but what he's actually saying is that there is a biometric that can be measured that's far more important than weight on the scale and that biometric has more determination over your lifespan and whether or not you're at risk of sickness disease and premature death than the weight on the scale but everybody that not everybody but the majority of people that i ever talk to this seems to be this number one question is you know how do i lose weight because for them it's an emotional um thing about their appearance rather than about their health and what this obesity paradox book is all about from dr lavi this cardiologist is he wants people to think about health first rather than weight but i find that that's a very hard accomplishment to, to reach because people are just fixated on i would like to look like i did when i was you know when i was younger i've gotten heavier as i've gotten older and i don't like the feeling of it but also don't you know i want my i want to have you know i just want to look better in clothes better want to go to the beach and um when you have had people that you've worked with with a lumen device over time if they've woken up in the morning and taken their measurements is that people who've scored ones and twos do they typically have over a three and a six month period this trajectory of losing where they're, they're losing weight on the scales is that what's happening with most people it it I, I would say some people have other un underlying product uh, problems like like thyroid issues that probably need to be medicated. Other people yep. have like like menopause, and I can be a bit rough on menopause. Menopause is a really difficult thing that women go through, yep. where you really need to start in your twenties thinking about your menopause in your forties. Yeah, like if you. I'm not saying it can't be done because it can absolutely be done. Like um, you've interviewed Maria. She's done like absolutely yes. fantastic in that, in that stage of her life. So I'm not saying it can't be done. It can definitely be done. Um, 
But there's, you know, and Maria as well is a good example of someone who has good level of fitness. She's, yeah. you know, she's 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 kicking ass and she's been really active. And she's very high level, very high level. Yeah. So she's really high level. And I think sometimes people miss that part of her early morning cycle, you know, zone two cycles in the garage and and things like that, where the other sort of 50% of people will kind of go into a stage where they start getting these ones and twos in the morning and their health improves. And because their health improves, they get fat loss as a result of that because they're now they they now have more energy so they're if i keep an eye on their step count their step count goes from you know five thousand steps to eight thousand steps to ten thousand steps you know they've doubled their step count which on paper might not seem like a lot of calories but if we're talking about something like a hundred calories more a day burned can equate to three pounds in 12 weeks all fat, fat without noticing it so they can get this metabolic change a lot of people find um their their deficit isn't quite a deficit because they're 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 enjoying a bottle of wine at the weekend and they don't know that alcohol contains energy yeah Yeah, and it has to be metabolized first Um, and so you know seven calories per gram in alcohol it's some people need to hear that there's other things where you know the liver gets some damage and depending on how much alcohol you have it, it really depends and i'm i'm not going to be someone that says look you can't have alcohol i just want right. you to think about wh- which goal did you have so i really want people to focus on some fitness goals along with their their overall fat loss goal and i like people to have a 10-year plan because one of the questions is everyone's like, hey, I just want a six pack by the summer. I'm like, that's awesome. But where do you want to be in 10 years? And people go, forget about 10 years, I just need a six pack. And they go, where do you not where do you not want to be in 10 years? And they kind of that that asking them where they don't want to be is like, oh, I don't want to be where I am just now. I'm like, right, well then we need to layer on some fitness onto where you're at now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in my entire classroom, our smart classroom platform, it's like this whole concept. I mean, I have a meeting um, this evening, my time here in Australia, with one of the world's leading professors from Norway in cardiology and exercise physiology. And Google Scholar rank him as the um, uh, the top four most cited scientists in the world when it comes to converting medical research about exercise into an impact on how to how to improve our lives and this whole area of fitness and what it actually means and and how do you you know what do you actually have to track and it's like a it's a whole new world that i've explored over these past two years and his his research has been done on over seven this is unbelievable because i like stuff that's validated that's why i like the lumen device when it's because it's the only feedback tool I've ever seen that can give me real time feedback about my, particularly about my food. If I've eaten this food, what impacts it had in my body? But this particular professor has uh, from Norway, he has uh, and his team who I'm meeting with tonight because there's a, a software that's um, just about ready to be released that we're going to use in the Outsmart platform that completely analyzes um, the physiological changes that happen as a result of 
what I call the correct dose of physical activity. But he's had this um, technology over the past, I think it's been released from probably the past eight years now, but it's been clinically validated in the lab on over 700,000 people, which is insane. It's like, it's, um, it's, it's phenomenal and it's got the, the most advanced, um, advanced validation and evidence-based platform I've ever seen when it comes to saying, what is physical activity doing to your actual body? Are you achieving the correct dose, which will lower your risk of your clinical risk, not just this imaginary risk, but your medical risk of a premature death through something like a cardiovascular event, or you know, is it damaging your you know your kidneys through diabetes, or those, those different types of factors? And it's a fascinating journey. But that's why I like hearing what you're talking about here. As a person who is an experienced person in personal, how long have you been doing personal training now? Um, around about sort of coming up about fifteen-ish years now. Yep. Yeah, that's a long time of what I call real-world experience with people face to face, and that's um that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you was because of that you know because of that particular you know um. Not training, but particular experiences, real world experience of knowledge that that you impart, and particularly like I, I, I love that statement about you lose fat through your breath, like eighty four percent. Is that what you said it was? Eighty four percent. Yes, eighty four percent comes out as CO two, and you can and you can measure it. You, and you uh, can and now, yeah, and now you can measure it with this device, and you know when you do some experiments for yourself and then also like the hugest thing is the impact of stress like we we all have had a period in our life where we where we've stress at and i'm sure we all had a period in our life where we were so stressed we couldn't eat yeah and and, th and those are interesting things and lumen will give you that kind of feedback like oh wow i'm stressed even one of the, one of the videos i did was um just lie on your back and put your feet up um on something after you do a workout and just concentrate on taking some big deep breaths because that yeah. lowers your central nervous system so after you do a workout so when you're doing a workout you're in this fight or flight state as as you should be you know you're going bam 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 but people don't cool down they just you know they leave the gym they go straight to the supermarket and they wonder why they have anxiety all day but if you just take a few minutes and cool down just like we're made to do an exercise yeah um, then then you can measure in lumen and instead of so you can you can do a measurement the second you finish and it will probably be four or five because you know the energy is still flowing through your system but if you do this cool down technique you can cool down as quickly as 10 minutes 10 minutes later you're back to burning fat which is amazing or you don't do the cool down technique and it can take you an hour for your body to to realize it's not exercising anymore wow wow so, that's um that's interesting that's a that is, like, see, that's a real world piece of advice that, yeah, you know, and, look what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff. There's a, I love scientists. I love talking to PhDs because that's my starting point for converting their complex medical research into simple lessons. But then there's this, yeah. like, like you said, you've worked with people specifically on helping them get into this mode. And right there is a piece of learning that is just just valuable stuff and there's so 
There's so many more interesting topics to talk about here on this particular, um, you know, particular uh, train of thought, particular topic. Okay, everybody, that is it. I'm going to leave it there. There's a little bit more. Do we just kind of wrapped up the conversation? That's the final episode in this lesson of the Outsmart Ultimate Success Stories, where we've talked about those that this really fascinating, cool topic about fat loss and got into it in a way that I have never had the opportunity to do with someone else. Quite often what I find is that the PhDs and the scientists, they are brilliant on, like they give me the whole understanding, the in-depth understanding, which is where I got some of the content at the top of this lesson, to talk about the metabolic carts and the whole idea around fat oxidization and fatty acids and glycerol, all that stuff from the science side of things. So I wouldn't, without them, I wouldn't know what I'm doing. But the one of the things I love about talking to someone like Angus is this real world experience. He's the bridge. He's one of those people like a teacher. He's the bridge. But now we all understand one thing. You lose fat in the human body through your breath. That's how you analyze it and get feedback in real time. You've got to have, you've got to have, you have to get from the link in the notes to order one of these Lumen devices that Angus and I use every single day. It is outrageously cool to have a metabolic cart slip it into your pocket. Because when I went to university, it was half the size of a piano. And so that's one of the beautiful things. Take the lab out of the building where it was, the university that I was at, or all the universities around the world where you can't get access to it. And now be able to just put it in your pocket and use it and get the AI to personalize a program for you on a daily basis. It is the coolest experience of all time, in my opinion. Because here's the here's the whole, I guess, the whole component of the way I like to wrap up this particular lesson. And that and it is this. All those years ago, so I arrived at university in 1985. That's four years before my father passed away from a, what we thought was a sudden and catastrophic cardiovascular event, his heart attack, that at age 46, on November the 1st of 1989, exactly four years after I started university, his life passed away. He passed away. Had a heart attack, one after 40 of age. And if you've listened to my lessons before in the Outsmart classroom, you'll know that he passed away at 46, whilst my mum and he were looking at buying a new house. They were starting the next chapter in their life. Well, I'm 56 as I record this. I'm 10 years older than my father. And I could not imagine. My son is 13. Imagine for his life, 10 years of me not being here. Because I didn't learn the lessons. If I had not learned the lessons, see, my father didn't get to learn the lessons. And my grandfather didn't get to learn the lessons. Of how to outsmart your metabolism, how to outsmart obesity, how to outsmart catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic disease. There's a real serious mes- message here. What we have discussed in this whole series, this whole lesson with Angus, which I'm so thankful for his time, is how to do that. The process to get you emotionally connected to it. I hope this is the beginning of your journey. If you need deep in it, like I am, fantastic. I'm so glad you're in this world of the, that I call the Outsmart Classroom. Learning to live longer. But if you're not and you want to get involved in it, 
I hope what we've accomplished here, Angus and I, is to help to get you begin that journey. Because once you're inside, you will love the outcomes. Thanks everybody for joining me. I can't wait to see you in more lessons as we spend more time together teaching you to outsmart sickness, disease, and premature death. Bye for now.